So let's get into this word today. The relaunch of the first century church. Today is 50 days after Easter. Can you imagine that? It's, it was 50 days ago, almost two months now that we've been having church online. Now, I know that church and life hasn't been the same. Uh, work is different. Uh, home life is different. Even church worship is different. And, and it could be very challenging. But here's something that I want you to know, is that God is in the middle of all this. He's not ignoring anything. He knows exactly what's happening. He knows how it started, and he knows how this all is going to end. So we want to be able to realize that God is a part of what is happening in our lives. There are, there are a couple of events that are very uh, fundamental in our beliefs. Christmas and Easter. Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Christ. Easter, we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. But there's a third event that sometimes we, as followers of Christ, uh, don't mark on our calendars. It should be. It is Pentecost Sunday. This third great day of the Christian calendar is rooted in a story in Acts, the second chapter. And it celebrates the, the Holy Spirit descending upon the 120 in the upper room. Before Pentecost, the disciples, they were hiding from the public that they feared so much because they were afraid that what they did to Christ, they would do to them. After Pentecost, those frightened men have become suddenly miraculously um, equipped and empowered to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to the very people that they feared. Now, some people mistakenly um, believe that Pentecost Sunday is about the baptism, is only about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues. And, and believe me, church, I, I believe fully and completely in this. I am a spirit-filled pastor and a spirit-filled church. And I believe in the operations of the gifts of the church. But what I want to bring your attention to this morning is how God relaunched that Old Testament church into the New Testament church by the power of the Holy Spirit. And to realize that the 21st century church needs that same empowerment as we relaunch in these uh, challenging times. You know that Pentecost started one of the major holidays in the uh, Jewish calendar. Pentecost literally means 50th or the 50th day. For the Jews, Pentecost was a time when they celebrated the first harvest of the agricultural year. And they are celebrating what the land produced for them. For Christians, Pentecost marks the new season for the relaunching of the Christian church. And that's the day that Peter preached a message that 3,000 people came to the knowledge of Christ. Do you get that? Peter, yes, Peter. This man that, that preached out of Acts, the second chapter, you want to read about that? 53 days earlier is that he was the man is saying, I never knew him. 
when they asked him about Jesus. He, he was a man that was hiding and didn't want to defend or be recognized as one of the followers of Christ. Peter, on that day of Pentecost, stood before the very crowd that he was fearful was of and that he proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ unapologetically. I think, honestly, it's, it's not only was the church released, but Peter was relaunched as well. Peter stood before these people and proclaimed that gospel in the very city in which Christ was crucified. Now, Peter declared with uncertain terms that the man that they ordered to be crucified was the Son of God. Now, here's, here's what I'm going to ask you. How did Peter go from being frightened to being fearless? How did he go from being a coward to being courageous? How did he go from, being, from denying Christ to defending him? Well, Peter, he didn't just simply change his mind. Peter's life was changed. And so were all the disciples. I, I love the scripture in Acts, the 17th chapter, verse 6. It says this, Here are those who are turning the world upside down. If there ever was a time that the church needs to turn the world upside down, it's today in which we live in. Did you know that that in relaunching this church, someone had to prepare these people. Someone had to be there to be able to teach them what to do because they have never experienced anything like this before. So who was qualified? Who, who would be able to stand before these disciples, sit them down and talk them through step by step of what they needed to do in relaunching the church? And who would have known what to do? Well, here's one thing I want you to know, is that by that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what he actually became is a spiritual life coach. I love saying that because we're so caught up in having physical coaches or, or occupational coaches or financial coaches. The Holy Spirit has been sent to be our spiritual life coach and relaunching the work of God. You see, we are not um, qualified by our natural resources to be able to do this. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9 from the, the English Standard Version says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's it's God saying. Well, we're glad of that. Neither are your ways my ways. We understand that clearly declares the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts no one likes to be told that they don't have what it takes to get the job done but I want you to understand something we don't but we do when we accepted Christ as our personal savior the Holy Spirit entered our life he is there as a spiritual coach to direct and to guide. You see, consider, consider these, these three things. 
is if Christmas, Christmas marks the birth of Jesus, Pentecost marks the birth of the relaunching of the church. If Easter marks the day when Jesus was risen from the dead, then Pentecost marks the day in which the church became alive. Became alive. Because of COVID-19, we have been forced in looking at well, how we do church. Not only online, but when the church comes back together again, and we will, is that he is calling us to relaunch. And I'm excited as being the pastor of this congregation of what God is showing me and what we are preparing to do as we relaunch this church. So here's what excites me. And this is that we don't relaunch on this church blindly. When the first century Pentecost brings us to that understanding of the work of the Holy Spirit and the change that he's done, something began to happen. God, God told these disciples, he says, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait. Now, I find it interesting because they may have been thinking uh, he was really not sending them out to be to evangelize the world on their own life experience because of the understanding of the religious laws and the teaching. He was, he was not suggesting that because they spent three years walking around with Jesus is that they were equipped to start this church. Instead, he told them to wait for the power, to wait for the anointing, to wait for the Holy Spirit um, to come. And once they had that power, they were ready to go. Until then, they were to wait. We don't wait well, do we? We, we can look at that stay-in-home order as a means of being forced to stay in our homes for our own safety. Or we could look at it is that not God closing the doors and locking us in. I want us to look at it as though God is opening the doors to ushers, usher us in to our upper room experience. See, Pentecost Sunday and the relaunching of the church is a day that we want to remember because it's a day that an anointing took place while they were huddled in that upper room. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're waiting 10 days. They were talking and maybe doing some church business, reflecting on the past, the present, what the future might be. But they were waiting in prayer as well. And when they were waiting in the river, at that moment, tongues of fire came upon every one of those individuals in that upper room. They heard a sound of a rushing wind. And, and they began to speak in a language they didn't know, but the people outside of that room understood exactly what they were saying. Here's what excites me about the 21st church. Because you see, I think that maybe, maybe that, that 120 were telling those people about what God was going to do in the new church. <laughs> See, on Christmas, 
when Jesus was born, the church was on the outside looking in. On Easter, the same thing. When Christ was crucified and rose from the dead, the church was on the outside looking in. But here's what gets me excited about Pentecost. Everything changes. He has called us from the role of being spectators to being central characters, to be a part of what he wants to do. And as a result, that we could begin to see God equipping us with that power and anointing of the Holy Spirit to relaunch the church, or maybe as Peter, relaunch our own spiritual lives as well. Yes, Pentecost is the day when God relaunched his church. Now, here's, here's what I want you to know is that what he has done is that he has no longer wants us to be spectators. He wants us to be participants. And what he has given us is that responsibility to take that word forward. So there are three things I want us to see very quickly here. It's from a biblical text. It's going to be on the bottom of the screen here, Acts 2, verses 1 through 8, and Acts 2, verses 35 through 42. Keep that open in front of you. Reread that. Listen to this message again after you read it once and twice or three times. But here's what I want you to do is that keep that word open before you. First of all, we need to lift up and celebrate the role of the work of the Holy Spirit. So often, church, we pray to God the Father. I want you to do that. We pray to God the Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. But so seldom do we ever pray to God the Holy Spirit. I have often told the church, do you know that there's a committee meeting that is talking about you? God the Son is talking to God the Father about your life. And God the Father is talking to God the Holy Spirit about what God the Son said to you. And he's sending God the Holy Spirit to be your advocate, to come alongside, to direct, to encourage, to challenge, maybe even to correct, but to move us forward in our spiritual lives. Pentecost did that. And I want us to celebrate the opportunity in which we have to be able to relaunch the church in the power of his spirit. Secondly, we need to take a look at the crowd that was gathering on Pentecost. Here's what I love of, about this portion of the scripture. If you would map out the world as it was known in that first century church, what would happen is that you would be able to list by a roll call of nations that was represented in Jerusalem on Pentecost. Every known continent, race, an ethnic group was gathered together on that day. They come together to be able to well, celebrate Passover. But here's what was happening is that there were people from Africa, Asia, Europe. That is why the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Persians were all gathered together. And there are two things that, that was transpiring at that moment is that God wanted 
to empower these people. He wanted to introduce them to that relaunch new church that God had for them. And then he wanted to send them back to the nations. So he was equipping the evangelists. Then he wanted them to know it's a new season. It's a new church. Get ready for something wonderful. You see, I love diversity. And diversity doesn't have anything to do with just the color of the skin. Diversity can also deal with social classes, economic levels, education. I love this one. Even our political points of view. In my church, I want Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians. I, I, I want independents. I, I want the body of Christ, young, old, rich, or poor, come together, black, white, and every color that's there to worship the Lord. And here's what I love about this church. If, if you live far away and you're watching this broadcast, uh, Keep praying for us. If you are close to where our church is, and that is at 532 West Ray Road, Chandler, Arizona, it'll be on the bottom of the screen here. I want you, if you've never been a part of this, to be challenged to maybe to check it out. I want you to see what God is doing within this church. I have shared with you of how all the nations have gathered together there in Jerusalem on that first century church. I've been passing this church for 20 years. And that 20 years, I've been noticing that because of our technology here in the East Valley of Phoenix, that people from all over the world have been coming to this church. And we have been blessed by the diversity of what God has brought into this congregation. There are those times that I've asked this church, and I probably need to do this again. May I remind our pastor, uh, worship pastor, Pastor Anthony, maybe he could do this, is that when you're worshiping the Lord, worship him in your native tongues. Because we have people from all over the world here. And believe me, when you walk down the aisle and you begin listening to that, it sounds like Pentecost. I know this, is that God is bringing the nations together because he's about to relaunch a new church in the 21st century. Here at Chandler First Assembly, I believe that so firmly. But I also realize that I have a lot of colleagues of of, of the Assemblies of God and other denominations that I hear and see that God is doing a new thing within their churches as well. In this new season, let's celebrate what God has. And thirdly and finally, we need to seize the opportunity in connecting with God by the power of the Holy Spirit. L listen to the scriptures. One of my favorites in Ephesians 3, 16 through 20. I pray, I pray that out of the glorious riches that he may strengthen you with a power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. 
And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power, that's the power of the Spirit, together with all the saints to grasp what is wide and long and high and deep. And deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to his power. That's that spirit that is at work within you. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout generation, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. You see, that to all generations, that first century church, to all generations, to the second century, to the third century, to the 21st century, God wants to do a new thing. So, you see, I want you to grasp what is wide, what is long, what is high, what is deep, is that love of Christ through the power of His Spirit.